Alright, well, welcome back uh, to another episode of the Unity Podcast. This is an 18 and over podcast. We discuss a lot of sensitive subjects. Uh, we use a lot of language like fut, fuck, shit, bitch, cunt, pussy, asshole. So if any of those uh, offend you, it probably isn't the podcast for you. Uh, anyway, listener discretion is advised, obviously. So, today I'm joined again by Aaron and Tori. Hey. How are you guys doing today? Uh, Not bad. Not bad considering. Not bad considering? Yeah, not bad considering the troll I just dealt with a minute ago, but other than that, I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing good. Um, That's good. Another uh, another dickhead on social media, huh? Yeah, pretty much. And I saw the pictures, and it's like, how did this guy slip through? Like, ugh. You know, it's one of those situations where everybody in the comments is, like, behind the OP and all that stuff. There's this one motherfucker, one motherfucker, man. You know, that's gotta ruin the stew. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there's so, a... The good news is, even though he was a troll and he slipped through the cracks, the mods were really good, so yep. he was instantly booted. But that's beside the point. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, like, the the social media is, is flooded with uh, uh, jackasses like that. Yeah, I think it comes down to the point that the trolls are more out in force now that we're under quarantine and shit because, you know, they're home more, I guess you could say, and have, you know, more time to devote to being online trolls. So they're out in force a lot more than they were before the quarantine and COVID happened. Yeah, a bunch of, a bunch of cocksuckers with their fucking thumb up their ass getting off while, you know, typing with one hand... Mm-hmm, pretty much. That's... Oh, much. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I do have a rather interesting, uh, story here. Um, article that was published yesterday, September 1st. Um, so essentially what had happened was American Airlines flight... Uh, heading over LAX, uh, there was a there was a uh, a call to the um, air traffic control, and the two pilots were saying that they just nearly hit a what they what they were calling a man on a jetpack at three thousand feet. Um. So. Yeah, that- Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and, and this this occurred at almost 7 p.m., about 6.35 yeah. p.m. So, what's interesting is, if for those of you folks who may not know, uh, we do have multiple variants of jetpacks now. Um, one of them... trending on Twitter with the guy with the jetpack, because, you know, they released the... Uh, tower audio and stuff 
from the plane and the air traffic control tower. So it was trending on Twitter a little bit with everybody talking about it. Yeah, well, there's um, so like like one of the one of the jetpacks uh, is a it's got like a fixed wing design, so it kind of looks like you're basically like you have like airplane wings okay. strapped to you, and and each side of the, the wing has a mini um, a mini jet engine attached to it. But, hey, here's a question. Sorry to cut you off again, but here's a question. Yeah, go ahead. Would that, would the water jetpack be considered a jetpack too, or is it considered something completely different? No, it's a that's a jetpack. It's like a okay. a hydro jetpack because it. Okay. Okay. The water one only goes maybe fifty feet over the water because it's powered by water. Yeah, so, yeah. I just, I just wasn't sure if it was still technically considered a jetpack or not. Yeah, it is. It is. It's what hydro hydro jetpack. Okay. But okay. Awesome. The um, so this really one, fun. this one uh, with the the wing design um, and I forget the name of the gentleman that pioneered the the design, but it's been around for a couple of years now, and what's cool about it is. It, it does allow you to fly like you were essentially a plane, but the the thing is, in order in order for you to get airborne uh, like that, you must be deployed from another airplane. Like you can't yeah. you can't just take off off the ground because, as far as I know, the physics wouldn't really allow for that since the pack that you're wearing only has a very limited fuel source, and in order to in order to get off the ground, you would need a sufficient fuel fuel source uh, to lift, say, like a, a 160 pound, 180 pound uh, adult off the ground. You know, it would require a um, tremendous amount of thrust. So, so as far uh, as I know, sorry. no, 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 you're good. Um, I was just going to say, as far as I know, there hasn't been any other reports of another plane. Um, in the vicinity that that could have uh, deployed the this guy, if it was a guy, um, you know, uh, or at least nobody has has come forward. Yeah. Uh, so the main thing that a lot of people are talking about was like, where where did this person come from? Again, yeah. I, again, if it is a person, you know, like um, because again, to 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 generate enough thrust to get off the ground uh currently can't happen like the only way yeah. that could happen is if the guy was dropped from another plane and then he activated his engines but so uh, with those uh, uh jetpacks with the wings on it is it is it a could it be a glider too like or is it strictly a jetpack something like that too um what i've seen is they have pain gliders where you run off a cliff and the wind carry you but mm -hmm. i don't know what how can you be that high i was freaking everest see if you go at that height so i'm afraid with sand and it must be some sort of jet pack on either thing yeah um i mean the, the fixed wing design could be, um, I mean, certainly has the aerodynamics for, 
to be a, a glider because it would operate on the same principle. But, you know, um, you would have to, like, question, like, why would someone knowingly, you know, over crowded airspace, yeah. uh, over an international airport, you know, choose that spot as a, as a drop-off site, you know, or, or to, to start their, their run or whatever. Well, I was wondering, maybe, you know, maybe if he was, if it was used as a, if, it could, if those types of jetpacks could be used as a glider type thing, then maybe he was dropped off or jumped out of a plane somewhere else, and same with, like, remote-controlled airplanes and hang gliders and stuff like that. Maybe he caught a thermal and wasn't able to escape from it and got, rode the thermal all the way over to the airport and got stuck up there and everything. Because, you know, my dad, he he builds and flies those uh, remote-controlled airplanes and stuff, and mm. some of them he does is called free flight, where the point of it is, is it's not, it's not piloted, it's not, it doesn't have an engine or anything in it. It relies solely on the thermals in the atmosphere up in the sky to get it to glide and fly. And he had one, he has had several planes over the years, you know, go to, you know, a different state, different counties and stuff because they catch those thermals up there and it just takes them far out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering if maybe something like that had happened. Could be. That's a good theory. So I'm 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 just I'm just reading from the uh, article here. This is on the New York Times. So it says right. Um, I'll just read a small uh, excerpt, but it says um, jetpacks have long been portrayed as futuristic vehicles in comic books and spy movies, but not much headway has been made in making the technology safe and available for recreational or commercial use. The main issue is fuel efficiency. Most jetpacks are not equipped to fly more than a few minutes, making it difficult for them to get very high. The devices are most mostly popular among enthusiasts or used as tourist attractions for thrill-seekers who want to experience a few minutes of flight, typically over open fields or water. Glenn Martin, an inventor from New Zealand, tried to develop a jetpack that would be practical for commercial use and could reach higher altitudes. The device was named one of the best inventions uh, of 2010 by Time magazine, which reported that the jetpack could theoretically take a person up to 8,000 feet and hold 30 minutes worth of fuel. But when a New York Times reporter tried it in 2008, Mr. Martin said his team had not taken the device higher than 6 feet. He speculated that, quote, if you can fly it at three feet, you can fly it at 3,000. Ten years later, the company appears to be defunct. Hmm. That does not mean others have quit trying to achieve high-altitude flights with jetpacks. Earlier this year, a, uh, a Jetman Dubai pilot flew nearly 6,000 feet up using a jetpack. The flight lasted three minutes. Jetpack Aviation, based in San, Fer San Fernando Valley area of Los Angeles, invented what it calls the, quote, world's only jetpack, unquote, which can reach up to 15,000 feet in altitude 
and can be operated for about 10 minutes. Its founder introduced the jetpack in 2015 with a flight around the Statue of Liberty. But the company does not sell the jetpack for recreational use. So, um, air traffic yeah. control in LAX is trying to make, you know, heads or tails of what, what happened. Um, they're not doubting, they're not doubting the pilots, uh, because, you know, that obviously they trust them, they know what they saw. So, but again, the problem is, as they pointed out, is fuel efficiency. You know, well, that's so. why I was thinking that, you know, it was probably, you know, it was probably a, because um, we don't know what it looks like, we just know jetpack. So I'm wondering if it wasn't one of the winged jetpacks, and if he did run it, you know, like I said, he took off somewhere else, ran out of fuel, caught the thermal with the gliding, with the wings, and was taken there by gliding instead of actually using the jetpack. Because mm -hmm. that's really the only thing that that I can think that maybe happened, you know, is something along those lines. Because, you know, the fuel efficiency is a problem, you know. And, you know, that just kind of makes sense to me. But I, get, but I feel like we'd know more if we knew what the jetpack looked like. Because mm. yeah, we'd be able to make more theories and stuff and have a better idea of maybe what happened. Mm. Yeah, um, definitely, like, if anyone has any uh, photos out there, uh, they, they managed to get a, a snap of this guy, or, again, if it was a guy, um, you know, please put him on Twitter, wherever you can. Uh, Make sure they're legit, too. We don't want to cause a hoax or anything going on here. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do we have a for the podcast so that we can look it up and get on Twitter? Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah see if you can do... Um, Hashtag the Unity Podcast or uh, include hashtag Jetpack Twenty Twenty. Yeah, that would be great. I like that too. Um. So I just thought of something kind of cool as a topic, maybe for next podcast or later on. Who knows? I wonder how many pilots have seen the UFO but are just too worried to report it. Hmm. That's a good... What, what did you say? I, I missed what you said. I'm sorry. I said, I wonder how many pilots have UFOs but haven't performed it or reported it and they were laughed at because of the level that they are. They're like right in the same space. Yeah. And, you know, I love it. See, I've caught So, do y'all know maybe the, the Langoliers? No. Okay, so the language is by Stephen King. We share the same date of birthday, not year, but birth date. Um, and Langoliers is about a airplane that flies through what looks like a a world borealis, and they get this alternate alternate universe where there is no people at all. 
There's no echoey sound when wheels walk on pavement. There's no wind. There's no smell. It's really, really eerie. And there are these things called the Langoliers that eat the past so that there's no way for us in the future to go back and fuck it up. So, um, I just can't help think if not that something like the Langoliers could happen, but since they're at that level, they actually saw something, you know? Yeah. Well, um, I think it's good that you brought that up because there actually have been quite a few incidents uh, involving um, planes and UFOs. And there has also been, um, as you pointed out, a reluctance uh, on a lot of the pilots uh, part to come forward and talk about uh, these incidents because there's the real you know threat of losing their career scrutiny from their peers things like that but but there's also that there have also been uh, a few pilots that have come forward and uh, one in particular that I'm remembering, uh, was in uh, 1986 in November. I believe it was the 16th or 17th. But it happened to a um, Japan Airlines flight, uh, 1628. Oh. Uh, and it was a cargo aircraft, uh, Boeing 747. Yeah. And what really? happened... Yeah, what happened was um, it was... The flight was going from Paris uh, to, uh, I think, uh, what was the name of it? Narita? I think it was Narita, Narita International Airport. Yeah, it was near Tokyo. Um, and what happened was about halfway through the flight, um, the pilot started to pick up a... Uh, this object uh, on their on their radar that was impossibly large, um, and so the pilot radioed down to air traffic control, saying that you know we have an object on our radar. Uh, can you confirm it's it's rather large? So at first, um, the radar wasn't getting any 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 hits. They weren't seeing anything, but yet the pilot could could see that as they approached, they could see this glow underneath, uh, you know, in one of the, the cloud cover. Uh, and then this object emerged and the pilot was so shocked, like so frightened, he tried to make a course correction. Um, he described this object as being like shaped like a walnut. Uh, but it was so large that two aircraft carriers could be like, um, sitting from one end to another would make the, the, the length of this thing. Oh, wow. So the 747 was like, like a speck compared to whatever this object was. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the object, uh, allegedly released 
uh, two or three smaller lights that came down to the airplane and started doing these maneuvers around it. Uh, at this point in time, the pilot obviously was pretty uh, shaken up, so he was calling down to air traffic control, at which point air traffic control confirmed that they also had a radar hit on this massive object. So they also saw it. Um, so it became one of the more well-known incidents uh, involving uh, pilots and UFOs. Um, oh, I didn't know that at all. Now, all this, all this is, you know, I mean, I kind of feel like things have been picking up quite a bit in, in that, in that realm, uh, for the past couple of months since the pandemic started. And, and I don't know whether it's because people are, you know, looking up, <laughs> looking up in the sky more or. Uh, I mean, whatever the case, it seems like there is a, a huge uptick in UFO UFO sightings. Uh, I wonder why that that is. Yeah. But. I, uh, oh, sorry. I no, have no, no. Thing to say. <clears throat> have any of y'all seen the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? No. The movie? No. Okay. Sam, have you seen it? I have not. Oh, well, there's something called, there's like an enemy, of course, uh, I think called antagonist, correct? Like the yeah. enemy? Antagonist, yeah. Yeah. Their ships are freaking ginormous, and it is the exact same, like, it, it's pretty much the visual representation of what you described with the Boeing. 747, you said? Yeah, 747. 747. Uh, compared to whatever this thing was, where it's like a speck. And that's why I got so many chills, because it's like, oh, jeez. If it's the size of this enemy ship, no thank you. Me no want it. <laughs> I take whatever the fuck you want, and please go. No thank you. <laughs> Go ahead, Sam. Sorry. No, no, no. You're good. Um. Yeah, I mean, I just think whatever the fuck is going on, like, um, it's pretty. It, it's it's an exciting fucking time for anyone who's in in the realm of ufology. Um. Or anyone that has just an even passing interest in in uh, UFOs, and and once again, I just want to tell some some people who who are probably going to try and be fucking smart asses and saying, "Oh, UFOs, ha ha!" You mean like you believe in green aliens and all that shit? UFOs mean unidentified flying objects. Okay, it yep. doesn't mean automatically that it's an extraterrestrial craft. It just now, means we don't know what the object flying is. Yes. Now, do I believe that some of them could be ETs? Yes. Uh, the ones that do insane aerial maneuvers. Um, the ones that are seen up in space. I think those are ETs. But I think a large portion of the ones seen uh, on Earth are you know, top secret 
you know, maybe they're reverse engineered from these things. I don't know, but I don't think I don't think that most of them are ETs. Um. Anyway, uh, switching gears. Uh, I also, um, Tori has some uh, something interesting to share with us. Um, stupid! It's a stupid fucking. News. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's it's stupid, and it's also kind of sad, but I'm sure that this man will figure out a way. So, uh, <laughs> it says um, here. Let me look up the picture so I don't read it wrong. I don't want to get it wrong. Hold on. Um. Uh, where did it go? There it is. Man with no... Okay, this is from November 6, 2014. Oh, I thought it was more recent. Sorry, guys. I was looking at stuff for, like, 2020 or, like, more recent than that. But it's still stupid. It says, Man with no hands or legs wanted in parents' murder. Orlando... Police were searching for an amputee Thursday after the shooting deaths of his parents in Florida. This man has no hands or legs, and he's wanted in the shooting deaths of his parents. The only way I can think that this man is wanted for the parents' murder is if he was doing a murder for hire kind of thing or now I don't think he would have these but there are these 3D highly expensive um, like hands for amputees where it will <coughs> the synapses of the muscles that's right under your wrist that thick bone you know where the hand is supposed to be and it will mimic, it will move the hand in the way that you're trying to move the those muscles. You know what I mean? What's what I say with that? Mm -hmm. That's the only two ways I can think this man could actually be a suspect. Because I mean, there's no other way that he'd be able to do it. Yeah. And then there's another one. It's a screenshot. Of a uh, news guy doing the news, and the bottom thing says, Man killed death. Well, no shit. <laughs> Man killed death. Yeah, it says, and then it says, Probably the worst way to die. It's like, Well, <laughs> like uh, in other news, the sky is blue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,. Yeah, you really gotta wonder, like, who the fuck writes these uh, these headlines? You know, makes these stories. Like, I mean, the thing is, like, a, a pre like, how does it even get approved? How does it get approved? So I don't know if you guys, maybe the listeners, have heard about this too. There was a, a meme going around uh, Facebook and Twitter. I don't know. I guess a couple months ago talking about Google Florida man and then your birthday and then see what results pop up. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I've done that, and the article that pops up for mine is has, has is fucking hilarious. It's from you know my birthday March first, but it's from last year, and the headline alone is just hilarious in my opinion. Quote: Florida man who allegedly threatened. Hey, we're uh, we're back. Sorry, sorry about that, guys. Uh, cut off real quick. Did, did my headline get completely red before it cut off? Yeah, it got it got partly red. I wanted to okay, say it well, again. Well, the I'll, I'll go ahead and re- reread it then. But yeah, my mine is Florida man who allegedly threatened family with Coldplay lyrics in standoff after SWAT promises him pizza. Ow. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Um, so, which one should I read next? Um, Tori. Tori. Tori's husband. Tori, yours is yours is something. <clears throat> Neighbors complain about Florida man doing yard work naked. <laughs> oh, Lordy mercy! Yeah. Homeowners in this Florida community in Stewart, Florida, are frustrated by a nude neighbor. And then it's a picture of dude bending over naked Jesus doing yard work. Christ. Lordy Lord and mercy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness gravy. That's I don't know what the fuck is going on in Florida, but Florida, Florida should be like its own planet, I think. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Yeah. Well, I'll give you an. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Read uh, the last one. Okay. Florida man sues for right to marry his laptop in same-sex marriage protest. <laughs> that one's Sam's. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, it says a Florida man is suing Texas for denying him the right to marry his Apple laptop computer. Mark Mark Chris Sevier filed suit against a Houston area county clerk, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, and Attorney General Ken Paxton after he was denied a license to marry his 2011 MacBook computer. According to the Houston yeah. Press, Sevier is trying to prove that marriage between same-sex couple has the same legitimacy as a human marrying an inanimate object. Yeah, that's so. You can go up. fuck yourself. For real. Like with an unlubricated fucking cucumber. Mm-hmm. I was thinking cactus, but. Ouch. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, I mean, why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that the last name is actually Sevier. Sevier, yeah. 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 Sevier, yeah. 
Yeah, that's uh. Yeah, and this picture of his mugshot is just him smiling with a smug look, and I was like, "Fuck you, dude." What a what a fucking ass backwards fuck state. I'm sorry, but and I, and guys, I feel bad. I feel bad for the good people that live in Florida. Oh yeah. You know, like. Oh, I thought you were mentioning Texas. My bad, because it was in Texas where it happened, but I forgot that it's a Florida original case man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There are good and bad parts of Texas, so I will agree with that wholeheartedly. Oh, well, it's the same with Alabama. You know, yes. I mean, well, I, I, I would kind of guess it would be the same, especially with the southern states. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, some of our people especially are just... Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. for sure. There are people where they'll walk by and I'll gag because there's a certain drug on their person or like they've done it. I think it is um, the cocaine where they light the spoon. No, no, no. no. The spoon. That's crack. It's the one... Where they have that long pipe with the bubble at the end. And yeah, that's, put the, that's crack. That's, that's math. Crack yeah. That's math, math yeah. Crack. yeah. Math or crack, yeah. The spoon, the spoon is usually to cook heroin. Yeah, that's why I saw myself like, wait a minute, is yeah. the other one? Yeah, yeah. I only knew one person that did that actively. And <clears throat> personally, I think she's a con because she had kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I could smell her, and if I was in front of her and she was talking to me, her breath would hit me, and I would have to stop myself from gagging in her presence. Mm-hmm. And it made me, it like it, I could taste it, and it went down my stomach, and it was absolutely hard. I not only hated the taste, but I hated that she was doing that actively when she had fucking kids. Yeah, it's. Everything in me not to backhand her like you dumb cunt. Well, uh, you know, well, you know, um, it was actually a documentary because meth is so bad here in Alabama that we have a place called Meth Mountain. Mm-hmm. And it's a part of Alabama where meth is so prevalent that you know it was actually its own documentary. Stay away from that place. So that meth is things to high fucking heaven if there is. Thing is, it's like, I, I don't care if you smoke weed, that's fine. If you're a parent and you smoke weed and you wait until the baby's asleep and you know they don't have any medical problems and you need to be focused on them all throughout the night, that's fine. That's just like drinking a glass of wine. I don't give a shit. But if you are doing hard drugs like cocaine, meth, uh, uh, crack cocaine, heroin, you don't deserve to have a kid at that moment because that's just not helping you. It's not helping the kids. No. Be yourself some help. Give the babies to someone that you know will take really good care of them while you get help and you drop that shit and you never do it again. Because that's just being the shittiest parent that you could be. Yeah. fine because that's a plan. But if you do anything harder than that, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and, 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 um, 
bringing up uh, children and fucked parents, um, I do feel like we should mention uh, what's been going on with this um, poor nine-year-old girl on the mainland. Um, by the way, for any for any listeners out there, that's that's what uh, us in Hawaii called call people on the or call you guys on the mainland or the main continent of the fucking U.S. God <laughs> fucking damn it! But the mainland is what they refer to as USA, uh, Canada, stuff like that. The whole like. American, South American, Canadian regions. That's, and then the rest of the whole world, in a way, I guess. The main thing to that. The continental North America. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, um, the thing that's really fucked what's going on right now, there's a little girl, her name is Sophie. And I'm sure most of you by now have seen this circulating around. Um, but essentially what happened is that she is being physically abused by her, uh, mother. her mother and the grandmother. Her dad. And um, yes. what happened was CPS was... I thought... I thought, uh, I thought the stepfather was sexually abusing her, not physically abusing her. I think it's a those two, actually. Oh, okay. Because um, uh, what's recently come to light is the text messages that she was sending her father um, asking, like, pleading for help. And when he responded to her, she never got back to him. Yeah. Uh, and he's been trying to get a hold of her. Um, but anyway, the, the main thing is that CPS uh, just basically like gave her, let her stay with the fucking abusers. Yeah. You know, didn't even bother to like you know listen to the girl. The girl, there's a, the girl in the video. She's fucking crying. She's like, why don't you believe me? And like, and the cut of the grandma is like questioning her and trying to change stuff. But like, if you don't listen to this child, I will come to this phone. Oh my goodness! I mean, that's some that's some fucked that bullshit right there. Mhm. And I'm so glad there's a GoFundMe getting raised for her so that. CPS can actually look and see the comments and be like, ooh, maybe we should actually get this child out of here. Like, yeah, you dumbass. You know, it definitely, it also raises the question, like, on on the the efficacy and the, you know, just the, uh, how CPS is run. Because yeah, if I they... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, I was just going to say what's pissing me off is the fact that you got her with her white parents, you know, mom and everything, abusing her, and CPS gives her right back to her abusers. But God forbid, uh, and a person of color, you know, decides to have a drink or 
smoke a cigarette or something like that around their kids, CPS instantly takes them away and gives them away, gives the child away to somebody else. Yeah. CPS is just as complicit with the oppression and everything that's going on in this country. And there, because I don't know how many people I see in the news, there are especially white people I see in the news that get away with so much bullshit when it involves their children and CPS doesn't give a shit and keeps the children in those fucked up situations. But if it's a person of color, the child is taken away, no questions asked. And then it's a nightmare to try to get them get the children back. Yeah. And it's not right. It's not. It's not right. There are situations where some white people in the lower to sometimes even middle class are treated the same as people of color and that's not right either. Yeah, and the, the um that's not even mentioning the 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 uh, immigrant children that are being locked in, that are yeah. being kept in fucking cages. They're you know, still in cages. And, and you can, you know, it, if, if anyone tries to, like, deny the fact that anyone's being kept in cages or they try and fucking pin it on Obama, guess what? Obama is not in, is not in the office now. He's not the one in charge of the fucking country. Exactly. You know, so the one who's allowing the shit to continue, the blame falls on the one who's in charge of the fucking country. So if all of you can kindly shut the fuck up, okay, remove your thumbs out of your fucking asses, right, and just change your fucking perspective. Mm -hmm. Or remove your head from your asses. It's been three and a half years already. Get over the whole, oh, oh, Obama, oh, Hillary. Neither of them are in charge. It's been three and a half years. Everything that's going on in this country is because of the person in charge, not past administrations, not somebody who ran for, for president, the person in charge. Stop blaming everybody but the person in charge. Exactly. Um, and I gotta say this. If you are someone that justifies these little kids being in a cage because they are an immigrant or they're an illegal, you go fuck yourself. And then who's the woman that I met uh, at the car wash that I had to restrain myself from physically, like, punching or bitch slapping? You are a mother. You told me you were a mother. And then not long after that, when I asked you if you thought that it was if it was okay that these kids are in cages or not, you said if they're if they're illegal, yes. And I remember what face you had after I gave you the face of what the absolute motherfuck is wrong with you, you cunt. If you're going around I saw I'd like to say this, if you're going around spreading the hash QAnon hashtag of save the children or save our children and you're okay with the children being in cages Fuck you. Yep. But if, if, you, if, you claim, if you claim to be pro-life and you're okay with the children in cages, fuck you. Yeah. What me off the most, though, y'all, is that she's a mother. Mm-hmm. She's a mother. And she said it's okay just because they're illegal. I said, okay, 
And I remember standing in front of this full room, this full waiting room, and I will never forget how proud I felt. Pretty much like giving her a tone of how the fuck would you feel if your children were taken away from you when you're trying to live a better life. Not just that. Not just that. Fuck her. Not just that, but the, but the, these people that are being held still in detention with their kids and shit, they're not illegal. They're asylum seekers. Asylum seekers come here legally to plead their case. They are not breaking any laws. Right, but Erin, the thing is, when I said this to her, this was back when it was kind of first starting. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I agree with you wholeheartedly. And the thing that is, like, crazy to me is that when the Jews came over, they were asylum seekers. They came to New York, and they were turned away. This has happened before, and it's really pissing me off because the thing is, I know, I'm full aware that sadly half of these mothers, quote-unquote, are not the actual mothers, and they are using the children to get across. I don't believe that. No. I believe believe that they're simply escaping a horrible situation. I do not believe it's as prevalent as everybody makes it out to be. I don't believe it's this widespread or anything like that. I believe majority of them are true and just wanting to seek a better life and are truly seeking asylum. But I also am a realist, and I've seen it, and I understand wholeheartedly, like, why someone would use a child to get across, because if they're that desperate, shit will happen. Those people could rot in hell if they use a child to get across for their own benefit. And just to get across. Because they're putting that child at risk. But to the people that are actually the mothers of those children, they should not have that child taken away from them. They should be kept together, especially the ones that are so young that they might even still be on the freaking heat and need a bottle. <clears throat> those people, I would forever side with because they are asylum seekers, like you are saying. So... I am one of those people that is called a centrist, I believe, where I want to believe that, and I know also, that there are, like, real mothers trying to come across for a better life. I'm also a realist who understands that there are some shitty people who use children. So, I, I try to be someone that looks on both sides and recognizes both sides so that I can and learn and move on from that information. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think people are, are, I think this, this by saying, do you think that if things were rainbows and sunshine and candy in their countries, that they would even bother coming up to the United States? Nope. Right? It's really that fucking simple. Like, there's a reason why these people are coming here. If, if everything was fine and dandy back where they're from, they wouldn't bother coming up here. 
and it's not just that too, but I, you know, some of the people who are, who send their children by themselves, yeah, the children are being sent with other people, but the children themselves are being sent because the parents, for whatever reason, have to stay either to draw attention away, like with the games or whatever, or if they're somehow too deep in it or trying to protect their children, they send their children with the migration with someone they trust or whatever. So, yeah, the person isn't yeah. the parent. By the way, they're, they're protecting the child because yeah. they respect wishes yeah by the way that's nothing new either because with the Syrian refugees um, and also going way back to the Jewish Holocaust in Germany that was often quite that. commonplace for for parents to send their children uh, away mm -hmm. to try and save their lives um, yeah and some children would end up uh, being able to escape with other other Jewish people mm -hmm. um, but it was because their parents didn't want their children to, to die. So, yeah. you know, better they die than their children died. Yeah, too. So, anyway, uh, I just wanted to bring that up about this little girl because it's really important that we have this dialogue, um, you know, because with everything going on, I think we also do have the opportunity to create some real change, some lasting change. And I think that unlike our parents' generation or their parents' generation, you know, the baby boomers or the Vietnam vets um, or the Korean War vets, our generation, millennials, that's where it starts. That's where we have to start it. But Generation Z, as we've seen, Generation Z, they are absolutely brave. They are, yeah. they are amazing. I mean, you know, even though some of them have made stupid fucking choices like this piece of shit, Kyle. Um, I, would, I would like to point out real quick that millennials are no longer children. Millennials, we are in our 30s yep. now. We are full-grown adults. The people that you're calling millennials that are no teenagers, that's Generation Z. Yeah. So please remember that. Millennials are not children anymore. We are 30s and 40s now. Yes. Um, Give me 26 in a few days. Yeah. The, the, so I want to point out that it is up to us. We must start the change. It, it, it's going to start with us, the millennials. Generation Z is following close behind. They're the ones taking up taking up the rear, and they are the ones that are going to inherit the mantle. Yes. So we have to decide what kind of planet we want to leave for them. Mm -hmm. You know, so while this is going on, you know, there's still many ways that you can help. You know, you can set up GoFundMes to, to, you know, get, you know, try and get some money for a, a good cause. You can uh, send money to, if you have money, to uh, other people who, who've, you know, already tried to, to start other causes. You can caucus. You it, can yeah. do, do I mean, what you can to bring hell, change I mean, to your yeah. community. You know, like, hell. 
me, I'm, I'm not expecting, you know, I'm not really expecting this podcast to like, you know, gain hundreds of followers because, um, you know, we're, we're, <laughs> the, the audience is, is still like kind of, uh, you know, pretty much non-existent. But if I continue to do this, I'm hoping that this too can be a resource, you know, a platform to connect people. And that's what I, that's how I'm trying to bring change you know, is, is, is by talking about things like this and, and also just talking about random shit to get people's mind off of how fucky the world is right now. And it's like, um, you don't have to spend money no. to make change. Like use your platform, whether it's TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, use your platform to speak about this stuff. And like, I was reading, um, in a group on Facebook uh, earlier where it was somebody who was talking about that they simply wrote out cards urging their neighbors in their neighborhood to vote. And that is something that really needs to be talked about more is the fact that we have to start being more involved in politics and vote voting in every election, not just presidential, but down to local county mayors. That's where the change happens, is voting people in who, who are close to your ideals. Now, the, thing, the best voting advice that I've ever seen is the fact that when you're voting for a candidate, you are not looking for marriage. It's not somebody who's going to be the one absolute perfect for you, because that's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. No one is ever going to fully... No one in the world is ever going to fully believe 100% your ideals. It just doesn't work that way. Voting is instead taking the bus or public transport. You find someone who's who's going to where you want to go, and you take it, and you go along with it. Getting as close as you can to your ideals and backing that candidate and voting and being involved because not enough people vote when it matters. And that's the local elections. Mm-hmm. And because not because so many people think it doesn't matter. Well, I can guarantee you the people who are controlling everything, they care about politics. They care. And they're involved. Like, you know, you want, say you want to defund the NRA. They're, how do you think they've gotten so powerful is the fact that they lobby and they show up in Washington. They protest. They're united in that fact that they vote at everything, and they lobby on everything. They talk to their senators. They talk to their congressmen. They push, and they push, and they push. If you want to make that kind of change that they're making, you've got to do the same thing, and you've got to get other people involved, too. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so with that... Uh, I want to say thank you for sticking around. If you have, um, I'm going to keep doing this, uh, and hopefully we start picking up some, getting some traction here. Um, this is going to be on Spotify, uh, Spotify, the unity podcast. Uh, got a couple episodes on there. Uh, the majority of my other episodes are on SoundCloud still trying to figure out how to get them over to Spotify. Um, SoundCloud.com forward slash the unity podcast. 
you guys can uh, like and subscribe to that. Um, leave a comment or two. If you guys want to join in the discussion, I have a Facebook. That's facebook.com also forward slash the Unity Podcast or at the Unity Podcast. Please check that out. Um, submit any questions you have, any ideas for discussion. Uh, we're totally open to all kinds of shit. Um, and, uh, you know, we'd love to have you on. Um, and usually uh, we do this kind of format. It's kind of like non, non-formal. Um, I might change it up a bit in the future. But for now, um, this is this is the uh, format. So, um, and I am trying to f- to get my hands on a uh, uh, better microphone and stuff. So, um, we'll see how that works out. But I am not. So. <laughs> <laughs> so until then, um, thanks for tuning okay. in. <clears throat> what? What's up? Don't forget, y'all, if you're gonna, what did we say about Twitter? We wanted to do a hashtag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if you guys have any images, um, or if you know anyone that's seen, uh, this alleged man in a jetpack, uh, on Twitter, I'm thinking, you know, we should start this hashtag, uh, jetpack2020, um, just to get it trending, um, so you guys can post any images you might have, or uh, if you guys observed it, you can share your story on there. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty interesting. There's a lot of uh, UFO yeah. sightings uh, lately, and who knows? Maybe this is a well. By definition, this this is a UFO since. Um, you know, wasn't exactly identified, identified, but anyway, um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, this has been the Unity podcast. I am your host, Sam or Sam. I am Sam E sham, sham. Wow. Who the fuck cares? Uh, Aaron and Tori. Thanks again for dropping in and, uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye.